This podcast is for mature adults and may contain explicit language. The members of this podcast opinions are solely based on their experiences, interactions, and life situations. It does not reflect the views of everyone. Viewer discretion is advised. With your host, Legit, Easy E, the Chappie Queen, and Titus the Cop. Yeah. Peep us out. You are listening to Lee Peeped It with the Topic Queen, and we are back. Make sure you hit us up at We Peeped It First on Twitter and Instagram and at Gmail, and you can hit the Topic Queen up at DA Topic Queen on Twitter and Instagram and Peep the One and Only on Twitter and Instagram. And you can listen on SoundCloud and YouTube, and you can also check out our streams on the day of when we drop our episodes and you can type in Lee Peeped It with the Topic Queen on SoundCloud and YouTube. So just let us know your thoughts and interact with us, y'all. We are open. Topic Queen, you want to add anything to that? Nope. I'm just really excited about our guest today. Are you going to introduce him for us? Yes, we have a very special guest. We have Michael D'Angelo on the line with us. So first off, Michael, thank you for being here today. We really appreciate you taking your time to come record with us. No, no, thank you guys for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm happy to be here. Yes, so if I'm not mistaken, you are a Bay Area native. You grew up in the Bay, is that right? Uh, No, not really. I'm a transplant, but it's all good. Um, okay. It is, it's my home at the end of the day. I currently live in Hayward. I was born and raised in Norfolk, Virginia. Okay, okay. So how long have you been in the Bay Area? Can I cuss on you? Uh, I think it's been like 10 years Okay, nice, nice, nice Now, tell us um, what we should expect to hear from you um, this year as far as your music goes Well, I have a project out right now called Songs I Made With My Ex-Girlfriend It's on all major platforms, Spotify, iTunes, uh, what else is out there, Amazon Um, So that's, that's running right now, I'm pushing that, but I'm also... Gonna release a single next couple weeks called Lakers. So I'm just trying to lock down the the date for that. Shoot a music video probably uh, before I release. That's gonna be my, my next thing to drop. Now you said it's called Lakers. Yes, Lakers. Okay, like, like the basketball team. Are you a like Lakers the fan? Bas- okay. Yes, I am. Since yeah, we're 1998. Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. We're big Laker fans, so oh, that's like a that's an attention lit. getter. I'm like, so obviously you know. It's a what? song for you. It's a song. Okay, okay well, you... side note. Let's, I have to ask you the LeBron question. How do you feel about it? I'm juiced. I'm super juiced. I found out through my homie who is like a LeBron fan. I'm a, I'm a Laker fan first. Uh, probably more so Kobe than anything. But um, he texted me, and uh, he was like, I guess I'm going to be watching the games at your house now. And that's how I found out at the internet. I bought a jersey right then and there. I'm waiting for them to send it to me, you know. But uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm happy about the situation. I don't think we're gonna go to uh, the championship this year because the Warriors and got cousins. They about to three peat. But uh, give us one or two years after that, I think it's our time. I think okay. you're like my new best friend. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I try to be realistically positive. Right, I mean, like right, I, right. The Warriors has got, like, every good player that you could have ever imagined. Everybody that was in that Uncle Drew movie, like, they on yeah. the Warriors now. You feel me? So, yeah, right, right. You got to give them some time to, to air out. Plus, they got some free agents popping up next year. So. Yeah, they do. Clay Thompson's one of them. Yeah, it's the golden era right now. So, I, I think uh, the Warriors deserve everything that they're getting. Um, they, they went, do, like, they two, two decades without... without even really a playoff nothing. experience. I remember except Baron for, Davis. Uh, yeah, right. the We Believe era. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The Blues yeah. mascot. All that. Yeah. Right. Okay, so sorry. We totally went sidetracked. I had to I ask you I talk about that. basketball for a minute. I, my bad. Well, I mean, you have a song titled The Lakers and We're Die Hard. So, of course, we had to talk about it's that. It's going to be your theme song for the end of the summer, I promise. 
Oh nice. man! Well, hopefully it's real fitting, and you know we have a good season. That's gonna be perfect, right? right. Yeah, because uh, Drake disappointed me with his uh, whether this is his ninth summer. I was not impressed, so I need Ooh, a summer song. <laughs> no, I was not impressed with because usually Drake owns the summer, and this summer I'm just and I'm about tired of Kiki too. So really, yeah, 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 uh-huh. too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm 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 looking for something. So right? I'll be looking first, for that. I was like, who the hell is who is who is Kiki? At first? Like he talking about Kiki Palmer? No, apparently it was some girl that he used to date back in the day from Canada, and apparently she used to host 106 and Park for a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. See, I didn't even know anything about that. I just I'm tired of the song and I'm tired of the dance too. Ah, the Shiggy, right? Shout out to Shiggy though. He doing it. Yeah, he is. Now you said you moved here to the Bay Area, so I really want to know what do you, what is it that you love about the Bay Area? You know, how is it different from other areas and other cities? Uh, it sounds it sounds kind of weird saying it now in light of what's what's happened recently. Um, the cultural diversity, mm-hmm. uh, Virginia is, you know, mm-hmm. the South. Uh, however you want to look at it, it's, it's the East Coast, the South, whatever. It's a whole different vibe over there, though. Growing up, like black people, white people. And maybe the, the Middle Eastern dude that runs a 7-Eleven. Right. That was really about it. I moved out here and it was like, I got not just one type of Asian. I got a whole like spectrum of it. And then and then you got people like, you better not even call them Asian because they Pacific Islander. And then it's just, there's levels to the shit out here. And I, I just loved how um, the vibe from, from food to music was completely different. So just the culture in general. Now you got these uh, hermit patties and... I was just barbecue. about to say that. <laughs> and, and, and barbecue, whatever, whatever's and shit. And even, oh boy, that was a, uh, I don't think that was in California. I think that was in Chicago. But side the point, you got these white people out here kind of tripping. But I think, right. I think, uh, like I love, I love eating fruit and everything. And every once in a while, there's some bad fruit in, in the little bushel or the bunch. That doesn't mean that all of them is bad. Feel me? Um, so yeah, there's some people out here who are tripping. But I think in general, the Bay Area is, is very uh, accepting and, and culturally uh, diverse. I went to like this Mac Dre thing last week. It was oh, yeah. People. The turn up is real at the Mac Dre event. It happens every yeah. year. I've seen yeah. so many races. It was it looked like the we are the world thing. So, I mean, yeah, there's some some people that is fucking it up. But uh, I think in general, what I love about the Bay is just the different cultures out here. Right, and you know, speaking of these white people, I was I watched something on social media where dude was screaming at a man for eating on Bart. I'm like, damn, we can't live, we can't eat on Bart now. Like, who are you, the food police? Like, can we crazy. literally? It it might be yeah, you might it might be illegal, but I mean, right, mind your bit, <laughs> mind your business. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the climate that we're in today, of course. I mean, I think it breeds for people to be a little bit. More vocal than they would have been in the past. I think it's become acceptable to kind of wear your racism on your sleeve. And so even here in California, we, we still have some of those issues. Even in a place like here where it is so culturally diverse, uh, I think California could be its own country because it's so different than anywhere else you're going. Or even New York is completely different than New York, completely different than Chicago, completely different from the South. Like it's it's its own melting pot people come from other places from all over the world just to get to california and it's interesting and the bay area is a whole nother spectrum because we got our own slang we have our own music it's just bay area from southern california it's like two different worlds almost exactly the 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 only thing i feel like really connects us to because i have some cousins that are from you know the la area the only thing that connects us is the is the respect but i mean everything else from the clothes that we wear how we talk is completely different. Yeah, it, it's 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 way it's like two different worlds. It really is. I think, like you said, the only thing that we do share is just the respect that we're both from California. Exactly. I'm from both both from the like was born in Los Angeles, came to the Bay Area when I was a kid. But um, I have I love California as a whole. Like um, I love Southern California and I love the Bay Area too. In fact, all my sports teams are Southern California. So. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I got big love for the Bay Area, but I I love Southern California a, a lot a lot. <laughs> That's home to me. Now speaking of that, you know, we're talking about Bay Area and we're talking about the culture. I feel like we have you know some talented individuals. We have talented art artists, and sometimes I feel like folks from the Bay don't get the respect that they really deserve. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um. Well, who do? You- 
I mean, who do you feel is not getting respect? I feel like it's a it's a hustle type of thing. Um, also, maybe the 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 markets out here aren't as big. I do. I have heard, and I do understand the the, the argument about like very people don't help each other. But I feel like it's a different area now or era now where uh, we are beginning to just connect more. But as far as recognition goes, I feel like we have like it's just. It's never us that's really the one at the forefront pushing it. Like right. DJ Mustard, that sound, that's Bay Area to me. And what, I have like this unique perspective from like not necessarily being born and raised here. So I can I can peg something when it's like, oh, that's that's definitely the Bay Area. But like um, like the DJ Mustard sound or just the, you could argue the slanging out the trunk is either uh, the Bay Area or Master P, stuff like that. But I feel right. like as far as recognition goes, like Mac Dre is worldwide. Um, you got G-Eazy, he's doing his thing. Uh, and shoot, them, them SOB boys got on the Black Panther soundtrack. That sounds pretty uh, recognized to me. Yeah, and her. Her's from the Bay, too. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. See, that's yeah, she's, she's from the Bay. Yep, she is. She is. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, because I listened to your album, The Grooviest, and I listened to your uh, album, Songs Made With My Ex-Girlfriend. And my favorite album out of the two is The Grooviest. I've listened to that from start to finish without skipping a song at least three times. I'm <laughs> a little you. bit older, though, too, so I'm like an old-school hip-hop head. I mean, my very first album that I ever bought on my own was Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. So, um, like, I like your flow. I like the beats that you have. I love the, the West Coast influence of having skits on your songs. I really enjoyed that. Um, to me, a little bit, it's like you almost, not that you switch up your flow, but your, your direction was different than when it was from the, the Grooviest album. So tell me a little bit about your mindset from the Grooviest to songs I made with my ex-girlfriend. Um, like I've always thought of myself to be like a combination of like this like Southern groove with like that West Coast bounce. And uh, that's pretty much how the, the Grooviest, like just that, um, title came to be you know what I mean yeah but like the mind state I was in with that was a it was like a depressed mind state and everything like even the grooviest come together it wasn't a to me it doesn't sound sonically like an album that was supposed to be together I just kind of put those songs together a few of them like string but most of them were just like I need to put something out okay and uh as I was like trying to move on and everything. I had this idea for this uh, project called Great Leftovers, which I, I am still going to put out maybe like in September or so. But I, I was looking for, like you said, skits to go in between because the concept is food and uh, people talking about what their favorite leftovers are. And I needed a beat. <laughs> yeah, right? I needed a beat for people to uh, talk over. So I'm scanning through my email and I just come across these like this labyrinth of songs on there from this uh, this time when I made with uh, this girl I was dating. And uh, I listened to the songs, and like there was even some like, emails that I had seen because like, I guess her phone wasn't working or my phone wasn't working, so we were emailing back and forth for a minute. Uh, so reading those conversations and just uh, having the hindsight, looking back at that relationship and listening to those songs, I was like, I need to release them before I can move forward with Great Leftovers. Okay, uh, so I like, I like that. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, right? So I put a pin in that. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen through all the tracks. It was like 3 in the morning, by the way. Listen to all the tracks. Uh, there was like maybe 10 or so, maybe more. Uh, a lot of instrumentals, uh, but they were all from like, she suggested I should sample or she suggested I should use this beat or I should rap like this, that, or other. So I just went through them. I weeded out the, the weak ones. And uh, that's how I came up with uh, the project. I even had that, that title that night. Uh, from then there, it was just a promotion and everything. So it wasn't necessarily a, a mind switch. It was like, a, before I move forward, I need to re release all of this. Okay. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So tell me a little bit about your writing process. Like, do you hear a beat and go, okay, I want to I write to that? Or do you have something that you write and you're like, I got to find the right beat to go with what I've written? It's a little bit of both. Um, okay. But... What I'm trying to be more conceptual is definitely a, I need a beat that fits this. If I, I have a vibe I know I want to hit. Um, what helps is when you like produce your own music, you can just kind of 
wiggle in there. I also have a, a lot of homies that produce music too. So there's it's never like a lack of beats. It's more like a, what do I want to talk about? Um, I hate writing in the studio because I feel rushed. But like okay. when I have uh, all day, I'm in my room, some weed, and uh, I can play the song a bunch of times. Whether I have a concept or I'm just trying to go off the dome, it's usually quick. I usually knock stuff out in about like an hour or so. Okay. Oh, wow. Now, who are your musical influences and why? I would say Andre 3000 is like top. His uh, range of music. I would even say uh, Songs of Max Girlfriend is like my love below. Yeah, I would agree. Um, just like experimenting, like keeping it. At the same time, I was keeping it myself, but... It was like retro and the beats were retro. Even uh, that was like my first time really doing something with a concept the whole way through. But um, when Andre dropped Hey Ya, I remember not liking it when I first heard it. Oh, wow. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't like it either. I didn't like, like it, it either. Yeah, like I think. It, like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I think as a real hip hop, like outcast, Andre 3000 fan, it was like, uh, this is a pop song. What are you doing? Like, it yeah, just you know, came from left field to us. Exactly. Where's the players ball, AT Aliens? I was like, man. Yeah. I almost feel like he dumbed it down for the popularity. A little bit to me. Exactly. That's my personal exactly. opinion. No, I feel I feel you, I feel you. It was if to me it was just it was so different, I didn't understand it. Um just kinda kinda same way I felt about uh, Kanye's eight oh eights uh heartbreaks. Yeah. When I first heard it, I was like, the hell is this? Because <laughs> the graduation was the first album I ever bought. So I'm like Oh, I'm yeah. old. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> My bad. I didn't mean to do that. To you. I was no. like, I was like, bro, you just you had blew my mind with the graduation, and then and then it was this because at the time it was it was Jay Z, uh, DOA, Death to Auto Tune, yeah. and all that, and T Pain was hot, but it was still like, bro, what are you doing? Anyway, I'm I'm digressing. Um, Andre three thousand. After I, I gave. Hey, yeah, a chance, and then I listen to the love below, and you hear songs like "She Lives in My Lap." It just kind of opened up my mind to what you could do on a rap song. So I started putting like more melodies and trying to like I give. I could really care less if you catch all the bars. If you listen to the song enough, you'll catch the the little nuances and the double entendres that you didn't get the first time. It's mm-hmm. not important that you don't get it the first. And that's how I just feel like Andre would step to every song like. Royal Flesh, like his verse on Mattis is like a killer. Like he just, he never gave a whack verse. So Andre yeah. would be number one to me. I got to say Jay-Z for the hustle. Okay. Uh, you know, um, that man right there, I don't see nobody topping him with business-wise. He may not have the freshest bars or the freshest projects, but the multi-million dollar deals. I'm surprised they ain't passed Dr. Dre yet, but he did sell that Beats. But to me, them are the two uh, that influenced me the most. Nice. Nice. Now, are will you be collaborating with anyone in the near future or soon? I work with uh, artists all the time. Um, my homie, Leroy the Innovator, I work with him a lot. Okay. We a lot of records together. Uh, check him out on like all social media platforms, Leroy the Innovator. Okay. Uh, my brother, Ray the Engineer. He obviously engineers. He makes beats too, though. Like on the Groovies, he made the Henny beat. Oh, um, nice! I yeah. I really like that song. It's one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, actually working on a Henny part two. So okay, that in the works. That's gonna be on Great Leftovers. But okay. um, and he connected me with the producer that made Comic Books and Tupac. His name is DM. He's oh, a cat okay. from uh, Maryland, back east. But I love um. That song. Ah, yeah, yeah, that one, that one is, that one is the one, that one, I knew that was the one when I wrote it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Now, have you performed at a Twin Social event? At several. I know, uh, I don't know if I could say his government name, Leonard, uh, one of the uh, okay, promoters. Yeah, that's, that's my homeboy, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I was like, I know I've it. interviewed you before, I was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm everywhere, I'm everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Now, are you? You a freestyler, or can you uh, drop something off the dome for us? Like, if we gave you a subject, do you think you could freestyle about it? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay, cookies or sex? You said cookies or sex? Yeah, which subject? Uh, about both. 
Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Freestyle right. for us. All right, for sure. Acapella with it. <clears throat> Chocolate chip, I got the dip. Roll the joint, I need to hit. Spread them legs, you open wide. Girl, I'm about to slide inside. Got that peanut butter crunch. We can roll a cookie bunch. Talking weed and a whole bunch of snacks. Hit it from the back. I don't know if I could cuss up on the radio, but I can hit it slow all night as I'm biting on that slow crunched ice. Slipping it down on your back when I'm hitting it like that. After I'm finished, I head down the stairs, go to my refrigerator. Feeling like I'm Dark Fader because I just slayed her. Got that shit from Lucky's. You know it's about to be the... I see I slipped up, but it's cool when I'm in it, though. I might just end up hitting it fast after I finished hitting it slow. I need more of that peanut butter. That's my favorite type of cookie. Snickerdoodle, baby, if you bring it to me. I'm done, I'm done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know if he was, was done dope. or not. That was cool. That was dope. <laughs> I didn't want to cut you off. <laughs> no, it's groovy. It's wonderful. Well, that was super dope. So tell us about anything new that's coming out, where you'll be, where people can see you, your music, all of that good stuff. Uh, songs I made with my ex-girlfriend is on all platforms. But like I said, Lakers is the next thing I'm going to drop next. Um, just follow me on my Instagram. It's Michael D'Angelo Music. Uh, my website, cogangmusic.com. Sign up for the email list there. It's the best way to stay tapped in with me. I do different type of videos on my uh, Instagram. I'm about to release something today, actually. Picking up some art from my boy Abstract Oakland that he did for me. I have a show called New Material. It's coming out at some point. I don't have a date right now, but I'm working on that. Uh, be on the lookout for that. But the best way to stay tapped in with all that like rapid-fire information I just gave you is ColdGangMusic.com. Michael D'Angelo Music. That's my Instagram. Nice, 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 nice. Thank you for that. Now, I love your song, as I told you already, Common Books and Tupac. So, are you down to play a little game called Finish the Lyric? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, the first lyric, so I'm just going to, I'm going to read the lyric, and then I'm just going to ask you to finish, finish it. So, I'll start off with, back in elementary, I thrived on misery. Left me alone, I grew up amongst the dying breed. Inside my mind, couldn't find a place to rest until I got that. Finish Thug the lyric. life tatted on my chest. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. So now they got us laced. Two multimillionaire motherfuckers catching cases. Bitches get ready for the throwdown. The shit's about to go down. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> it's real G's. I'm right with the real G's, right? So I'll read it again. So now they got us laced. Two multimillionaire motherfuckers catching cases. Bitches get ready for the throwdown. This shit's about to go down. Want me to help you out? Me. Me. Me and Snoop. Me and and Snoop about to clown. Wow. I knew it was something with a clown. I knew. That's America's most wanted. I knew it was like, damn, what is he about to do to me? Snoop doing something. I know they do I got one more I got one more for you Alright alright Some say the black of the berry The sweet of the juice I say the darker The skin the deeper the root The darker the flesh The deeper the root Yeah <laughs> The own welfare Tupac Okay Yep <laughs> Alright so We're gonna switch gears Here a little bit Are you a power fan? I am. You know what I'm saying? I love that show. Okay, so did you want to stay and chop it up with us a little bit while we get into what's been going on with this crazy-ass power series? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm going to keep it a thou out with you. I have not seen the last episode, I guess, but it's cool. I'm not I'm not tripping off of spoilers. Okay. Well, Topic Queen, what's, what's been cracking with this power series? Oh, good old power. So power has gone to, we're up to see three episodes now, right? Um, I'm yes. guessing this week is the um, the fourth episode, correct? Yes, I think we're on the fourth already. Wow. All right. So um, let's see. We've got 
so many different characters that we need to go through. And I want to start off with Dre because that's the main person everybody wants dead. For Michael, real. what do you think about that? What do For you think real. about Dre's character? <laughs> he should have been dead last season. How this light skin? Sorry. <clears throat> no, you can be free. You can cuss, you can cuss here. a podcast. I, yeah, I cuss uh, like a sailor, so feel free to say whatever uh, you want. Man, fuck this light skin nigga. How did he just like look? Look, I ain't ghost, but look, I'm an, I I ain't even like a real nigga like that from the street. But I could have seen that setup at the warehouse a mile of fucking way. <laughs> So my nigga, you gonna let him sneak up on you with Tommy and Fifty, bro? Just yeah, I don't. Mm. Go slipping, bro. Man, this light skinned nigga cannot be that smart. All right, <laughs> he cannot be that smart. No disrespect to light skinned niggas, but he cannot be this. He needs to catch a bullet. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I've been ready for him to die since like the middle of last season, and he's Ever still since sticking he was around. Lying to Tommy about uh, what's this? The, the, the little dumbass boy hanging with uh, Kanan. <laughs> Ever since then, I ain't like. Oh, Tariq. Yeah, yeah. I knew he wasn't a real one then. Knew. Yeah, and so you haven't seen the latest uh, episode, but Dre's gonna start having some kind of contention in his little crew that he's got going on. Okay, oh, that one. I mean, that, yeah. the uh, Jimenez brother, the the brother, not the sister. She, he's a little bit insane. Like he's walking all over Dre in front of his crew and he's undermining him in front of his crew. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that dynamic goes because I almost feel like Dre is going to end up dying before Ghost and Kanan and Tommy can even get to him. Dre's going to kill him in I, I mean, I feel like Diego is plotting something. I feel like he might actually end up killing him. Who knows? I think, gonna... I think Dre's going to kill the, the brother. You think? Hmm. Yeah. That's a twist. That is. That is a nice, twist. Yeah, this little nice skin nigga gonna take over the distribution. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm calling it right now. I'm not a street nigga, but I know a little bit about a little bit. Yeah. That's the only move he got, especially if he undermining me in front of the homies. I have to take you out, bro. Right. I just feel like I don't know if he's gonna go out this season because you know they have one more season after this. So I I don't know if he's gonna go out this season or not. I think it would be good to make him the big bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, Dre, that's Dre. We're done with him. Let's go to Kanan. I don't trust Kanan as far as I can throw him. I, I like the fact that they put the three back together again. I do feel like they need to do a prequel when they were kids to, so we could see what happened in that dynamic. But his dynamic with Tasha and what they showed in the last episode when he hemmed her up in the hallway... I need to know what it is that's going on between the two of them. Everybody's speculating, even we did, that um, maybe Tyreek is not Ghost's kid. But then Raina, that means Raina wouldn't be Ghost's kid either because they're twins. So, and the creator of the show, Courtney, has already come out and said that we're crazy for thinking that that's not what it is. So, what could it possibly be? What did Kanan and Tasha get themselves into to the point where Tasha can't stand this guy where he she wants him dead she's been saying that since the beginning that he needs to be dead so what is it right I don't know you know Kanan is tricky I definitely think you can see the motive in his eyes but right now at this point in time I think he has to stay he has to stay alive for the sake of their master plan which is killing the Jimenez right and going after Dre but is he going to take over Dre's like he thing? He can't die right now. Or is he going to take over Tommy's thing? Because he's not loyal to nobody. I don't know. That, that's, that's, that's tough to say. Because now Tommy let him in on running drugs through the club. And Ghost is not cool with that. So you see how quick he got that money to front <laughs> Tommy. So I don't know. I don't know. I felt like I told like I told you. I feel like Kanan always has motives in the back of his head. In the back of his head. Yeah. And it's just definitely. And it's weird. Like I don't know him. Like the dynamic between Ghost and Kanan. It's kind of weird. I don't know. They have like a strange bond. Like they're cool, but at the same time they're kind of like side eyeing each other. Because they don't trust each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I don't know. I just think he, he's finally at the point where I don't necessarily want him dead tomorrow like I do Dre, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't trust that dude as far as I can throw him. He he gives me the heebie-jeebies, really, because it's just like you can never know what he's thinking. 
And he's always seems to be like three moves ahead of everybody else. Which brings me to Ghost. Uh-huh. He's getting on my nerves. <laughs> he really is. He's getting on Wait, my nerves. his ass keep blowing up uh, Angela's lungs. Yeah, that, I don't understand that. I don't understand why all of a sudden now he's like super drinking a lot. And then him killing that drunk driver so sloppily was just, I'm done with him. And I'm tired of seeing him get punked by that Congressman Tate character too. That shit's pissing me off. Like, you got to be smarter than that. This dude cannot be that much smarter than you. Like, that shit is retarded. Old dog grew up. That's what I'm saying. Old dog in a suit. <laughs> I've been saying that. I totally agree. It's crazy, though. Like, you keep getting played by this dude. And the funny part about the whole thing with him and this congressman is he's trying to get out of this whole drug lifestyle and all this other stuff. But he's, I don't think he's realized that being legit yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that you're clean either because these motherfuckers are dirtier than drug dealers to me. Exactly. I say fuck that. Sell drugs. Forget Angela. Stick with the, <laughs> uh, stick with the, uh, the black woman that loved you and keep it pushing. You said forget Angela. He want he want that old thing back. The pussy Bruh, is I've that been, good. Nah, I've been saying forget Angela since season one. That's that girl from 3LW. She was uh, Little Kim in Notorious. Uh-huh. Forget Angela. <laughs> Sell drugs like your. She found the. He found a woman that is okay with you selling drugs to make your money, my nigga. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. This little dream, bro. Little dream. It's like look, right shit. Look, ghost ain't never gonna go legit. <laughs> like if it were, if if Michael D'Angelo was ghost, I'm telling you. <laughs> we selling drugs until they shut us down. Look, look we got to get you on season six, though. We got to put the word out. <laughs> <laughs> really, though. Really, though. Listen here, Ghost. This is what you need to do, player. Fuck that light-skinned nigga, Dre. <laughs> yeah, I don't even understand how he he's smarter than the three of them. That, that shit was pissing me off. Um, what do you think about the lawyer, Proctor? I like him. That's uh, that's Turtle from Entourage. Yes, uh, he is. <laughs> I, like, I like him. Um, he... Tommy kind of fucked him up a little bit. He put him in a, a sticky situation, he but he's did. he's still down though. And like, um, I mean, he's kind of at the point where you you really can't wiggle because he fears for his safety. But every time, like, uh, I've seen Ghost need him, like he's there. Even when uh, he had to defend himself against a uh, that dude, uh, that other uh, lawyer, black. Oh, uh, Mock. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was like. I, I knew that he was innocent, so I was trying to get him off. Like, I just I think he's really down. Like, despite and it was, everything. Yeah. And it was crazy that we learned in the last episode that his father had some type of um, reputation, which is why he yeah, yeah. changed his name. That was crazy. There might even be some type of connection with uh, them and Tommy. Right. Tommy's family and Tommy fucking up too. He, he lucky he uh, only got punched in the face by the by the mob. Like. Yeah, um, that I'm glad you brought Tommy up because Tommy to me is is getting on my nerves too because he's being he's doing some real stupid stuff. He's got that tracker on his goddamn car, which I don't even I don't even know. Like that's just gonna bring up a whole slew. They're gonna hang Tommy from the rafters if the mob or that Russian gang don't kill him first. Right. I think if I was if I was doing dirt like that, I would just do routine checks. Maybe I watch too much TV, but I would just routine check my shit. <laughs> right. All the time. Hey, Especially Reggie, when you know. The, right. You wave down the whip. Especially when you know the fans was watching you anyway. You think the fans is going to stop watching you? No. Exactly. Last year, you was in an interrogation room, bro. Right. It was calling you ghosts. Like, yeah. It, yeah. He ain't using his his head, and he doesn't but, realize that his dad does not have his best interests. Ugh. I don't know about that, but to to the to the point you said before, I do. I think he's been doing stupid shit. I don't think this is new for Tommy, right. so I'm really not tripping until Tommy dies because he just always kind of does stupid shit and makes it out okay. And True. like, I think Tommy might be like my favorite character on there. Yeah, um, I just feel like that's he what just, Topic Queen was saying. Yeah, like he he just yeah. a wild ass dude, like. He is my he's favorite like character. That from the jump. Oh, he is? he is. Yeah, he's my favorite character because he's. I mean, who who roots for the psychopath? Like this show <laughs> makes you want to root for the psychopath. Tommy is a psychopath. Like he's crazy. He really, really is crazy. But, but I think he has the most level. <laughs> right, but it, he's endearing. Like there's a rhyme to his reason. There's a rhyme to his madness. And 
Right. You know, even with him killing Holly, like, there was a rhyme and a reason to that. You know what I mean? So he doesn't just do things out of just malice unless you really piss him off. But I don't know. Like, he he makes you root for a psychopath. He makes you root for, like, him not getting caught up and stuff. Like, this entire time you're rooting for the drug dealers and (laughs) and not for the law, (laughs) which is, is, is funny, especially in today's climate. But, yeah, Tommy is my favorite character. He's one of my favorite scenes out of all of the seasons was when Tommy ran over that guy in his own oh, car. Like, I, <laughs> I could watch that that particular scene over and over again and laugh. Like, and that time, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, he's a psychopath. This show we haven't... Be, this show we haven't you and your motherfucking feelings. You be thinking yes. some fucked up shit. Like, why am I thinking this way? Yeah. Right yes. now? No, I love that scene, too. Like, you know, get... Oh, He's like, you be all right. Yeah. You be okay. I mean, even when he bashed the uncle's head in, was anybody really mad about that? The dude was a pedophile. No. Like, you know what no. I mean? So, like, the things he does are just, like, it makes you endearing to him, which brings me to Lakeisha. You think that them two are going to get back together? Man, you better smack those. I don't know why you messed up the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you messed up the first time, bro. I was like, Lama, go ahead. Carmelo messed up, too. Look, all I know is... <laughs> I, you know what? I actually <laughs> like the two of them together. The only thing that I worry about with Lakeisha is she's not really hood like that. And even when they pulled her into her, you know, doing the money laundering for them through her, through her um, hair salon, I think, I don't know. I don't really think she's built for that life. So I feel like as crazy as Tommy is, that's going to be insane. But I mean, like, I think that's what Tommy needs because Holly was, she needed to sit her ass down and she was always trying to be up in something. True. Uh, she just the type of girl, she could just chill at the house, know what's going on and just run the run the alibi cover story. She already running it for Tasha. Um, I don't know, there was that hand touch in the, the, the funeral for baby girl. Yeah. So I, I don't know, we'll see. They probably, she probably gonna play it super smooth because he messed up the first time. But... I do see something possibly maybe happening. Okay, because um, what you haven't you haven't seen yet. Tommy went to her to ask her about um, what she thought about his his father and his father getting out of jail because his father's got making some deal for him to get out of jail soon. So he went to her to kind of get her advice about her his relationship with his father. And I guess I'm gonna let you watch it so that you can see what happens there. But okay. I I believe you. I think there is gonna be a time where they do come back together in some way. Hmm. Uh, let's see, Tariq, <laughs> Tariq. Now this Buster. little nigga gets on my nerves. He Buster. thinks he's a thug and he really isn't. He needs to stop before he kills somebody. Like that whole thing with him helping Dre telling Dre to run that pissed me off Ooh. so bad because I was Ooh. so ready for this guy to die and then Ooh. he's going to send him that text I'm like little boy you don't even know what you're getting yourself into <laughs> like what are Got you Tommy t- in trouble sit down somewhere yeah I, <laughs> he gets on my nerves and he still ain't been all the way honest with his parents about really what really happened with his sister passing and him seeing it well in this new episode that you haven't seen he finally does come clean with Tasha about him seeing his sister get shot and that he's the reason why she got shot and all that because he's going away to school. You remember that, right? To that, yeah, what's the name yeah. of that school? Choke. Um, Choke, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of how the last episode ended with them. I don't know if she was dropping him off or were they just going there to visit? Oh, I think she was dropping buster. him. I think she was dropping him off, but you're right. He is such a buster and I still think his badass is going to continue to lie. <laughs> And he gonna, I wouldn't be surprised if he fucking runs away. And then what pissed me off about him was when he sent Dre that text talking about run. I was like, little boy. Yeah, uh, like it just, I don't know. He just, he tried to be in the big boy leagues and he really isn't. And he's going to end up getting some people hurt. I mean, you think he would have learned his lesson when his sister got shot over his dumb shit. But I don't know. I don't, I, that kid drives me nuts. I'm, I, who are your parents? You need to be whooped. <laughs> <laughs> we know who his parents are and they ain't watching his Who badass. raised you? <laughs> we know yeah. exactly a drug dealer and his money count wife. Right. 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 And his I parents mean, be they be trying to blame one another for their bad you parenting. No, <laughs> no, it's not it's really cause the uh baby girl was fine. They wouldn't wrong her. And I think just he just wanna surely wanna be at the 
So he put himself <laughs> in some precarious situations. Right, right. Um, For sure. I think I think he is gonna be like cool though at the school. I think he's gonna chill the fuck out. I like, hope. It is kind of like a weak move though to be like, "Oh, hey, mom, by the way, this, that, and the other." Okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> yeah. Reason. And he's got the police kind of on him. Like they, they're starting to figure out that his story is not making any sense. Oh, and so um, mm-hmm. yeah, if he cracked. Oh, if they catch him, he cracked him. I yeah, did it. he is. I did it. I don't know what to do. Um, which brings me to Angela because now and they Angela has gotten into this thing where she's like deleting evidence and hiding stuff because her name is all over this now because of this Raymond Jones dirty cop character. So. I know you already said you ain't fooling with Angela with the ghost situation, but now Angela and Tasha have built kind of a relationship because they're trying to help Tariq not get charged with murder, basically. And she's not trying to lose her job for helping Tasha and telling Tasha where the the officer was located, where she could find him. Anyways, now Tasha and Angela are meeting and Ghost knows nothing about it. Ghost has been blowing up Angela's phone and she won't answer his calls. <laughs> What do you think he's going to think when he finds out that Tasha and Angela are hanging out together? Because I think he's still going to start getting to the point where he starts stalking Angela because he's drinking now, too. So what do you think about that relationship of Tasha and Angela coming together to work through this crazy shit with Tariq? It's unnecessary. Like, Angela, <laughs> at the very beginning when Angela was like, I'm like, she was putting all the dots together. Oh, and I did this and I did this. And that means that... It's like just sit your ass down. If you didn't show up to the crime scene, everything would have been cool. And right. all that speculation that you were doing, it would have been cool. But you don't showed up there, people don't seen your face. It's it's a wrap. I mean, I just think it's for TV. But like, it, you just need to tell people. <laughs> just, just communication is key. So um, now I don't know about if you blowing up, you know, your ex's phone. You know, you don't tell your girl that. But if you kicking it with my ex, you should probably tell me that. I mean, especially if it's to keep the feds off of my son. So I think it's just unnecessary uh, truth withholding. Yes, I, I I would agree. I think it's a weird dynamic. I, I've been saying it from the beginning that, like, I don't know how the two of them could, like, really work together. I mean, I guess in this situation they kind of need each other, but I think it's really weird that Jamie Ghost is not, does, has no clue that they've been working together for since the beginning of this season, pretty much. I think it's, it's a little bit weird. Um, He's so caught now, up. And now Angela is on the tails of the Jimenez cartel. She's figured out that it's not two brothers, that it's a brother and a sister. She's figured out that they've got some business in New York. Um, and now she's at the point where she's going to start, which I think we'll probably see next episode, is start uh, serving warrants. And that's why I was saying that I don't know if Dre's going to make it <laughs> to Tommy and Ghost and King to getting them. Because now, not only has he pissed off the Jimenez cartel and the brother, he also has Tommy and Kenyon and Ghost on his ass. And now the feds are going to start looking into the Jimenez cartel in detail. And usually when that happens, they try to take everybody from the top down. Yeah, that situation is crazy with the Jimenez because it's pretty much like I told you, like we were saying, it's a matter of who's going to get to them first. Are they going to are they going to get killed? Is Angela and them going to finally catch up to them? Because if they do, like I said, they're going to be snitching like crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I know that if if they catch Dre and Dre ends up in jail, he's dead. Almost definitely. Because Kanan is the reason why he's still alive now. That's why he was indebted to Kanan, because Kanan had his back in jail. So Dre's got to, he's got to do everything but not go to jail. He go to jail, he knows that's a death sentence, period. So I feel like there's no real way, nowhere for Dre to hide. If he, if the Carmenis cartel end up flipping on his ass, he's a, it's a wrap for him. Everybody's going to be coming for him. And I think that is going to be a crazy dynamic is, is he going to get arrested, get killed in jail, or... Is he going to die on the street? I kind of feel the same way about Tommy, too. Like, I feel like at the end of the day, Ghost will probably get locked up. But mm-hmm. Tommy's ass is not going to get locked up. He's going to go guns blazing, like Queen Latifah and uh, yeah, set, it set it off. Set it off. <laughs> yeah, like, it's going to be one of those things. He's not going oh, He's shit. not going quiet. I, he I ain't just, going out like a punk? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that's happening at all. Like, straight up Queen Latifah on set it off. <laughs> 
it's going to be fireworks. It's the white, the white, the white boy version of that. Yes, it's going to be fireworks. I feel like it'll be extra to the extreme. Yeah, and then in that situation too, with the FBI on the Jimenez tail like that, you know how it is. Whoever talks first gets the best deal. Right. So is people going to start turning into snitches? Who knows. Because Dre might turn into a snitch just to go to in witness protection because if he doesn't, he's going to die either way. <laughs> oh, my God. Witness protection. I'm, I'm, like, but I'm telling you. I'm telling you that could really, really happen because if, if, if the Jimenez cartel is after him, he know he can't survive in jail because Kanan had his back while he was in jail. He got Tom, crazy-ass Tommy Kanan and Ghost looking for him. Dude, <laughs> I'm going to witness protection. <laughs> I'll tell you whatever you want to know. I'll, I can keep it. Dre is still missing. gonna die in witness protection. He could, but that would be some work for somebody to look for him. But I'm just saying, like at the end of the day, he could bring down all of those people. He could bring down Kanan. He is the he is the center link to all of those people. The Jimenez cartel, Dre. I mean, not Dre. Um, Kanan, Tommy, and Ghost. Right. He right. could bring all of that down. That one person knows all that business. Dre is a very integral piece. The fact that they've made such a young guy a villain is crazy to me. Yeah, I told you he is just getting started. His time is not up yet. He's in his prime. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big responsibility. Like, Kanan is a villain, but they've really made him the villain for basically these last two seasons. And I think that's insane for a guy that young to be such a big villain. Man, 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 man. Okay, let's talk about... Have we talked about Tasha? Yeah. Well, what about Tasha? I mean... Tariq finally telling her the truth. Oh, her finally telling Tariq and them the truth about... Or telling Tariq the truth about who her and Ghost are. She finally told them that they were drug dealers on the last episode. Um, so I think... And then that's when he... He didn't put that together. He's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he finally... Um, and that's what made prompt him to be honest with her about him seeing his sister dying because of that. Right, right. Right, right. So, now he kind of knows, okay, his parents are drug dealers. Does he know the ins and outs? No. But, um, yeah. So, I I guess we pretty much covered her, except for her her thing with Silva. Silva did say that he was going to, he was going to be her lawyer, right? I don't know if... um, In the hallway... I don't know if we confirm that. Really? I think so. Because remember, he came to her and he said to her, "I know you're trying to protect James, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna protect you." I guess. I'm After really Raina's funeral or whatever, the, whatever that fiasco that that councilman tape put together. <laughs> I'm not fucking with him like at all. <laughs> so, like we said in the beginning of this, he's O dog in a suit. Well, he is. It- and now you know he's running for governor. That's the I don't know if you've seen that, Michael, but that was in the last episode. I don't know if it was the last episode or the second episode um, where he's, like, getting ready to run for governor. He's got all these um, advertisements and stuff that he's ready to launch. And I think he's using the ghost thing and Raina dying as his public effort to show that he's, like, in the city, knows the problems, you know, trying to problem solve yeah. this, that, and the other. He's connected to Man of the Year and all this other stuff. So, what do you guys think is the backstory of this Councilman Tate character? Do you I think see. he was a thug turned politician? Do you think he's just really, really smart and just conniving? Like, um, I think he's just conniving. I don't know if there's any, like, they would know him, wouldn't they? Like, I feel like his name would have came up somehow. Like, ghosts were already, should have already checked him out. And that's kind of what bothers me is that the ghost has not found, has not even taken the time to look into who this guy is. That's bothering me. Like, and the fact that I feel like this guy plays him at every turn and he's never taken a stance on it, even with like the funeral. That was crazy. Yeah. Like, you're going to make them have a funeral with press and this, that, and the other. This is all to benefit right. him. And Ghost hasn't put his foot down. And then even the same thing, they had a press conference that they kind of just threw on them. Yeah, that he too. bamboozled them. He bamboozled them into that. That was real fucked up. <laughs> so it just makes me wonder, because the only reason why I say, well, maybe he has some type of connection to the streets is because I remember 
last season when he first got introduced, his little sidekick, whatever, whatever the person was, um, was like a street dude. Right. So I'm just like, I don't know. And then when Dre showed up to their meeting randomly that one time, I felt like that was kind of weird too. Like, how did he know that him and Dre even knew each other? I don't know. It was just, I don't know. He, he gives me the heebie-jeebies. He really does. Right, right. Hmm. Okay, well, I think that's everybody, really. I think that's everybody that's really important in the last few episodes. Do you have anything you want to add or what you think is going to happen next? Well, power will be coming back on tonight, and you know my ass is going to stay home (laughs) (laughs) and watch it (laughs) right at 9 o'clock since I have that option now. But yeah, before we get out of here, Michael, if you were to be a cast member in Power, what would your character be? What type of character would you want to be? Uh, definitely moving weight, trafficking. I'm not trying to be on the corner, though. Like, <laughs> and I would be super low-key. Like, <laughs> I dig how Dre, uh, his transport- uh, transportation of the drugs, how it happens in the club. I like how that is. So I'd be... I'd be the dude who's like, yo, we need to hit up D'Angelo. He's the one that can figure it out. And I'd be like, <laughs> I can tell you, all right, guys, this is what we need to do. First, take out this light-skinned nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Second, take out a menace. Ghost, you stop calling Angela. Give me your phone. Right? We delete Angela's phone. <laughs> phone number. I'm saying? And then we just move forward from it. I would just be a real nice. trafficking cat. So he would be the equivalent of the guy that was on Get Out, the friend on Get Out that was like, Nick, you need to get out of there. What is wrong with you? Yeah, the, <laughs> the, sound the of rational reason. mind. Yes. Right. The, the one who's like, bro, you know that like <laughs> that's a setup, right? He said, right? that's so funny. This is motherfucking TSA. Yeah. <laughs> handle, handle shit. I bet every TSA person that watched that felt hella lit after that. They felt hella special afterwards. Walking out the theater like, you know, goddammit, I can't wait to go to work tomorrow. Fucking taking their jobs too fucking soon. Uh-huh. Hey, 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 I got to check you. I got to check you. I just saw get out. Right. That is so funny. That is funny. <laughs> now, Michael, before you get out of here, can you kindly tell the people what podcast they are listening to and also let the folks know where they can find your music and, of course, your handles? Ooh, okay, we'll see. Right now, I'm listening to the Leap Heaped It with the Topic Queen podcast. I mean, thank y'all for having me. Where you could find me, like I said, is this Google Michael D'Angelo. Uh, I got the website, cogangmusic.com. My Instagram is Michael D'Angelo Music. Sign up for the email list. Uh, check me out on Spotify and iTunes. I got new music coming super soon. Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much, Michael, for for your time and going through the Power episodes with us. I'm really excited about the two new songs that you say you have them coming out. Uh, the Lakers, Lakers song in particular. Hey. <laughs> I'm ready for my, my summer song, so I'll be looking out for that. Um, again, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you joining us today. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right, we are outro. Don't ever, ever forget, we peeped it first. We peeped it. Don't ever forget that.